0: Hi guys, and welcome back to The Hard Way. In part four of our five-part series, Defending the Defender, we finally get to the main attraction. Tom was given the opportunity to drive the new Defender for 2,000 kilometers, and in this episode, he shares his story, his impressions, and his thoughts on the new Land Rover Defender. Let's be aware, of course, that he hates Land Rover Defenders, so anything he says should be taken with a pinch of salt. And about five beers and one whiskey. Another reminder that our Q&A is now up. You can go to speakpipe.com forward slash the hard way and drop Thomas a question via voice message. Without further ado, here's Tom's story.
1: Okay, so we've heard about my misfortunes and all my shits and I think everyone listening to these podcasts thinks that I can't drive and my cars, all my cars are jinxed. Um, so why break that? Let's have the next story. Oh,
0: this <laughs> this is a story.
1: This is defending the Defender. Is that That's a line we came up with, right?
0: Let's see the no, not we. Okay,
1: wrong. No, so um, December, somewhere, or January, got a DM. What's up? Would you be interested to drive the new Land Rover Defender? I actually, like... Had to think for a little bit, send it to Albert and Kim, our marketing team at Bellwether. Punt. Send us money. (laughs) (laughs) Reverse marketing. It works. And I was kind of going like, it's not a scam, but I was like, I'm not 100% sure these guys understand what they're getting into. So I text the guy back, or message the guy back, and I was like, hey, you, why this, that? And he's like, oh, I've been following your Instagram and marketing and stuff. And I'm saying, like, so you do understand I hate fucking Land Rover, right? <laughs> like, properly fucking hate it. Again, it's a 10 podcast telling you why. And he's like, yeah, a, but let me send it to you anyway. I was like, okay, what do you want? Uh, go on an adventure and experience it. And I was like, okay, right, cool. The guy knows I hate him. It's not necessarily the manufacturer or the car or just the South African service side. It's, you know, every story will have its own problem. So I was like, all right, they don't pay me. They'll send me a car and I'll go on it. They uh, specifically, then we started chatting and the guy was like, just one thing, please don't fuck it up. I was like, okay. And he's like, a lot of guys. Yeah, have you listened to my story? So is, no, that, I, um, is that why I wasn't invited to? Yes, that's exactly cool, cool. why you were not invited, Albert. But the thing was, he just said, look, Take it on an adventure or a trip. Don't try to just drive through the biggest hole that you find or the this or that, like what Giovanni was saying. Take the car on an adventure. Try to get somewhere and back. Don't try to break it. Because a lot of the journalists did that. And I was like, okay, cool. I like that. I just, I'll just go on an adventure. And then the other thing was, um, you're comfortable. Okay, cool. And he just said, also, just don't review it. Like, oh, it has this engine and this power and this is the seats and stuff. Just it's 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 about the adventure, which I kinda respected from at least their marketing team. So I was like, sick, we found a date. The car arrived here just like Papa about two weeks ago on Monday morning. I had to spray my hands a hundred times and sign two hundred indemnities and sorry. what did you get? Okay, so um I actually spoke to the that's a good 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 one. Um that's why you're here. Uh so
0: before we get to that. How many drinks have you had? Not as
1: much as uh, usual, so I'm actually fine. I think I'm just sweating. It's <laughs> hot in here.
0: <laughs> okay. Full so moon. Oh, but, my but God. let us know. Is it what three beers and two whiskey? I think it's
1: f- five, five beers, first whiskey, with a boozy lunch.
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> cool.
1: I mean. Yeah. Hundred percent solo. I'd be dead. <laughs> so I spoke to the guys at the dealership and the marketing guys and they suggested I do the petrol version. Um I don't actually know the model number, but South Africa we actually there's only so the petrol or diesel. Which car? It's the Land Rover Defender brand new First oh. Edition. Um, first edition. Uh it's quite fancy. Brand new still had the new car smell in it, so they gave me a 2,000-kilometer... Um, limit. Limit. Allowance. And my plan was to leave Cape Town, drive up there into kind of Neander, all the way to Potensi uh, in the Eastern Cape, uh, and then from there do Baviance, go kind of... Uh, what, what's the town? Uh, Willemore, just before Willemore. Anyway, uh, there, head it up, go to Grafrenet, go past the... Um, Zebra National Park, go to my farm, which I know the roads. I've driven it with a uh, Toyota and a uh, Land Rover and uh, Mercedes. So I kind of have a comparison from there, try to hit gravel all the way back. Tuesday morning, get in the car. It's all packed up. Going to go solo for if something goes wrong or whatever, it will be authentic to the way I travel. So I try to keep it as authentic as possible. Go up Solori's Pass while well, I'm driving out... Some sit I load pass, and the car already kind of grew on me. It's to be absolutely fair. I drive, you know, my Mercedes or my uh, the the G three hundred or the Land Cruiser. Wind up windows, no radio. This and that. Now you've got a great system. Seat you can manipulate in any way you want. The car has absolutely, you know, it's got power. It's got the Jaguar engine in it. It's, it's it's got speed on the highway. You can pass cars. It's got cruise control. It's got all the nice stuff. So. A little unfair to judge it against the other cars, but I'm like, this is nice. At the price, I mean, which we'll discuss later, head up Solari's, I come down into Elgin, and um, Jeff and them, and uh, Gucci and them were at the Elgin 4x4 track about two weeks ago. And I'm driving down, and I call Gucci, and I'm like, yo, where is it? Is it here? Yeah, cool, gives me the number. I call the guy, I'm like, are you open? He's like, uh, yeah, well, when do you want to come? I'm like, five minutes. He's like, yes, sick. Drive up to the gate, give him a call. This guy comes. And I'm thinking it's going to be this old four-by-four oompy and, you know, elegant. it's, student shorts, sure you know, little vest full of tattoos. Like, the not the guy that you expect in elegant. <laughs> like, it's like, the, he looks more like he should be at a biker rally then managing a four by four and guest house thingy there but super nice guy lets me in you know what you're doing and i'm like i think so i was like should i deflate tires and all this stuff just to try to make chat and he's like what guy is that i'm like it's a it's the land rover defender and he's like no, it's not, it's <laughs> like, no, but it's the new one. And he's like, okay, cool. He walks around, we chat a bit. So doesn't give me any advice if it's a Sandy track or whatever. And I start going, I have got the GoPro on, I've got my little Instagram stories going, I'm filming and driving, going through the computer systems and put it in auto four by four mode, drive through, trying not to get scratched. I'm being very gentle with his car. And funny enough, the course actually turns quite complicated quite quickly. Not crazy, but it is, it, you just turn left up and then already there's an obstacle. And I was like, okay, shit. Press the button, the car airlift suspension lifts it up. And I'm like, I'm not going to deflate the tires. I'm just going to give it, I'm going to give it as raw as I can. So I'm like, cool. And I put it in auto 4 by 4 mode, so you go into the traction control, blah, 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 you press the little button, It it says auto, tra- uh, terrain response, whatever. Press the little thing, cameras are on, so on your dashboard, you can see all the cameras, it has like a 360 view, there's actually a weird camera that you can see the car driving, which is, oh, it, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a 3D auto. model of the car driving within its environment, so you can see it, and you can see every tire, um, auto, and I'm like, Ugh, let's see what this thing can do, a little bit of acceleration, and just it just crawled up there, Is it like, like
0: condom on mode? <laughs>
1: you just press the condom on mode. And <laughs> I feel like it's like condom on, but also someone's thrusting your hips for you. <laughs> so you just... Oh, yeah. Double condom and somebody's doing the work for you. 100%. And it just crawls up there. And by the way, we, disclaimer again from the beginning, they're they not paying for this. I was crazily surprised on how that car could handle that terrain where I would have usually had to okay, at least go on my car, center dirf, back dirf, cool, deflate a bit. That's what I would have usually done. Oh, overcompensating, but that's what I usually would have done.
0: I was going to ask whether the, the word crawl is positive or negative. Crawl? Yeah, you said it just crawled up there.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so it means rock like crawling. Economies. Yes, no, no, good. Good yeah, thing. Fine. No, no, no. I literally just gave a little gas. It first gives you like a little bit of like a an entire slip a little bit, but that's the computer figuring out of it's sand, mud, whatever, and then it just went and just jumped up there. And I was like, I got to the top, and I was like, that was not a five, maybe a three, but that was insane. Like I, I was like, okay, cool, whatever, you know, first first time lucky sort of thing. Started doing the course, and it handled out of control. Like I, I, but remember, I have not driven a car that does the job for you you got to think this car just does everything for you so i was like okay cool whatever it sounds like i'm (laughs) this (laughs) car but
0: (laughs) you're so reluctant to praise this car
1: (laughs) i am look i am i really also a week before that when i I knew the car was coming i had to actually sit down and go like okay cool i don't watch reviews don't do anything but give it a chance You know, I mean, the the new G four hundred is technology driven. The new three hundred Toyota is going to be technology driven. I mean, you drive the new. uh, Sorry, I'm pointing at Rob, but you have the new Rubicon.
2: No, not the new Rubicon. I've actually got a twenty thirteen Rubicon.
1: Okay. Yes. Well the, two, well, the old... The, the old 200. The 200, 200 yes. yeah, yeah. They're technology-driven. I mean, you break the... E- Something goes wrong with the ECU, the car's done anyway. Like, in most cars from 2008, you're fucked anyway with that ECU screwing up. I mean, the Defender that we have on the farm, the ECU is a problem. Like, ECUs are just a problem, and we've discussed this before. So, anyway... ECU. Uh, ECU... Rob?
0: Electronic controlling...
1: You want to... You okay. Electronic... Yeah, con. I mean, what is it? It's the computer that runs the car. Let's uh, just keep yeah. it basic. It's,
2: it's, the, it's, the, it's the
1: brains. It's the brains. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, I mean, ECUs, it's your computer.
2: ECUs can do everything from changing the algorithms to the, your throttle yeah. to traction control to all sorts of things. It's yeah.
1: doing everything that we can't control. I mean, you don't, uh, old motorbike, you had to control the actual oxygen, fuel, oil by yourself while driving. I mean, my dad actually has one of those motorbikes. It's, it's awesome, but impossible to drive. As a modern person, I guess. <laughs> um, so anyway, crushing the course, doing great, driving around, finished the course, going down the route, basically fire tracks, jeep tracks. And I kind of just thought, what if I get a flat tire? Let me just think about this. Let me check about uh, availability. Text the guys from Land Rover check them out. And I was like, what is the availability of the tires? What is the closest place to Paul, Groffernet, wherever I'm going to go? And they're like, well, look, let's deal with the problem when we get there. I just want to know availability. I got my team onto it. So I kind of started a bit of a, um, a witch hunt before the problem happened. So foreshadowing the problem happened. <laughs> Driving about 40, 50, whatever on the Jeep track, I hit a little, um, just a little rut and tss- I just hear air coming out I'm I start losing, not, I'm not, I just feel steering gets a little bit sluggish and I'm like, that's definitely a flat tire stop. Um, these are 20 inch rims, uh, alloy rims. It does come with, I think you can get, um, steelies. I've seen some steelies around, which steelies means uh, steel rims, steel rims you can knock out. Aluminium rims will crack, but they will be stronger. That's a whole different podcast or just go on YouTube and figure it out.
0: It doesn't come with a spare tire.
1: No, it has a spare tire. It's just as soon as you've used your spare tire, then what's next? Remember, I'm, I'm 100 kilometers into my 2,000 kilometers. So if I get a oh, right. a puncture on a sidewall that cannot be fixed, I just need to know that I can pick up more tires on the way. Yeah. So I still have a, I have a spare tire. Um, so steering sluggish, I stop, front right is flat. So I'm like, cool, let's get there. And this is like a, a little bit of a pre just the tip. Um, it's great. It's got storage underneath the back. So you have this little drawer you can pick up, but you're packing your shit on top of it. So, and that's where your recovery tools are. So whatever recovery tools you're going to use from a snatch strap or your tools or whatever it is, just make it available, put it on top. Cause it's most probably going to be what you're going to need in a pinch. You're in the mud, whatever it's raining. You don't want to go unpack the whole car, which I then had to do. I do have a, uh, little GoPro time-lapse of it which will come out at some point
0: but just on that the um on the design of the car do you feel like it's designed for adventure or for comfort like where the way things are placed you know
1: I I think I think I don't think that's a defender problem I don't think it's a land rover problem I think a lot of cars put their recovery gear in a bad place I think that they inherit it from different models um, I think that Defender um, or Land Rover would be. Hmm, good tip to them. I would say make the tools for the car, but that jack is a scissor jack, which I hate. Scissor jacks are uh, shit. Just go bottle jack, hydraulic or mechanical, either or. Small little jack, let's go. This is a scissor jack. It's just, it's useless. And it's actually made for the Range Rover. There's never going to be lifted anyway. No one's changing a tire on a Range Rover. They're calling the dealership. Well, no offense to anyone that has one, but fuck you. Kidding. <laughs> um, the, the spanner is, on most cars, it's going to be issues. If you are trying to undo the bottom uh, nut, it's too long. So you're gonna hit the ground. So you you've only got, you know, whatever, what is that? Leverage. Three hundred degrees, but you don't have three hundred and sixty, you can't turn it. So you just want a normal, you know, what was that? T Jack. Oh, what is that spanner? The the cross, it's it's easy, you spin it, go, it needs to be that height. So I don't think they've looked at they've taken the tools that they already make and they just throw it in the car. So that is a that that is a not a defender problem. It's a Land Rover and most cars um also that usually on the back you have a little on the back of the a spanner you'll have a little lips to be able to take off the hub but it's not there it's another tool it's, it's it's small little things like that so to answer your question like is it an adventure or a luxury i do think it falls a little bit more into the luxury but i think at the end of the story we'll get a bit more into that so anyway change the tire go back and I'm driving back. So now I've got to go from Elgin. I'm driving back to Paul. I've got some buddies in Paul that I can go chill with and maybe see if I can get a tire. And then I phone the guys and I'm like, well, now I'm phoning, sorry, I'm phoning the office. I'm phoning a couple of other people. I've got a guy that has a a Defender or a Land Rover place in Wellington that I know well uh, around. And the news starts filtering through the system back to Land Rover. And uh, my guy at Land Rover like goes, hey, bud, <laughs> have you been asking for tires? Has anything happened? I'm like, well, I think I jinxed it. And he's like, no. I'm like, yeah, shit, I jinxed it. So I've got a flat, I need a spare. And here, become, here starts a massive problem. And once again, this is not a Defender Land Rover problem. What happened is they took the tire, they, they had special tires put on the car for an event in Johannesburg, With Kingsley, Holgate, and all these guys, which is a special off-road tire that is not available. Which tire was it? Because I actually wanted to ask you. It's the Dura-Track, 20-inch. Goodyear. uh, Is it Goodyear or Dunlop? Goodyear, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's not what the car comes with. Okay. It doesn't come standard with that. No. So they put the Dura-Track... 20-inch blah, blah, blah tire on this thing. And they didn't take it off to send it to the, the, the reporters or interviewers or whoever, the, whatever I fall into. Influencer, right? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going, my trip is about, I'm about to hit another 1,900 kilometers without a spare tire. We struggled for the whole day in Paul to try to find a tire through different ways.
2: Could you find the right size, at least, or
1: no? You, I could find the right size, size. yes. Okay. But then I would have to change all five right, no, no, versus no. the one put a road tire. Yes, the DuraTrack has a road tire, which is the one that actually comes out with it. And I think you're right. It is a good here. So I could, I, but then I have to replace all of them. And at this stage, I was like, I'll pay for it. I'll just get a one. I, I, I screwed it up, man. Like, my fault. And let's go. And but wh- what's... not that they weren't offering me another tire. Okay. Yeah.
2: And do, do you know what tire pressure you were running on? Mm, two point four. Two point four. Mm. On, a, on a was it a gravel track that you actually got the picture? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, oh. well, it was two point four three because oh. the car told me that yeah. in the back, oh. yeah. and then two point two in the front. Like I said, I wasn't driving fast. It was, really wasn't a big rut. It was like a little thing that you. It's on a twenty-inch rim. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is, it's a twenty-inch yeah. rim, which we'll come back to. We all know that's a problem on the off-road circuit. So. Got this puncture, so I go to my friends' uh, punt boomsticks in Paul and chat to them and blah blah blah. And a brand new coke comes along and it s- mystically multiplied a couple of times. Um, ending up at my friend's house, chilling, pry, more brand new cokes, had a good sleep. In the morning, I go to the Dunlop Zone Tire Centre or whatever in Paul. Awesome dudes. <laughs> so um, no, really, I wanna—I I don't want to punt them, but they, they were super cool. So we took the tire off, put a gator in. Pun- uh, gator is kind of like a patch on the inside of the tire. Try to fix it. Put it as a spare. Drove uh, back to my friend's place outside, uh, and I could see the slow leak happening. And I was like, "This is not going to last." Was,
2: was was a puncture in the in the, on the Oh, side sorry.
1: Of- yes. Sorry. Sorry. That's very important. No, it's a side, side side impact. Up. So basically, what you would have on a bicycle is snake bite. It was right
2: size of the, the shoulder. Yeah. What what do you remember, Thomas? What, what profile? What the dimensions are? are. What the profile is in. on a 20-inch rim. Probably going to be quite quite a quite a low aspect ratio. Yeah. You can't really go much show. I know. Also like 16s. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 16s are great. 17s <laughs> yeah. are awesome. Um. So, it's a 255, 60, 20. 60. Yeah. That's not it's five, not bad. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, that's what it was. And, yeah, it's the Dura Track uh, Goodyear. Um, so, put a gator in, try to pack, sh- put it together. The guys didn't even charge me, and they were like, dude, you're taking your own life at risk here. And I was like, it's a spare tire. So, I, you know, gave the guys a little tip, and... I'm out, get to my friend's place back at Boomsticks, it's leaking and I'm like, this is an issue. Start talking to a Land Rover. And I'm like, look, I need these tires. I need it, but you can't send it to power or Stellenbosch. I am I need to head out. Like I'm already two days now behind on my seven days that I have the car. I'm gonna run out of time. I can't do 2000 kilometers in this time and I wanna write out a good story. I wanna have a good adventure. So they, they're very accommodating and they're like, cool. Try to figure it out and they're like, cool. they. Can't get me the Duro track, but they can get me the original tires. They'll ship it down from Johannesburg somewhere, wherever I want. And I'm like, okay, cool. Send it to Grafenet. We'll punt again. Boomstick's number two. (laughs) We just opened so we can take it there. I know the guy Campbell at the tire marks. Send it there. We'll install it. I'll do do tar to there or as much sort of tar. Chill roads to there. Uh, Ship it there. They said it will arrive on Friday. So now it's on Wednesday morning. It'll arrive there Thursday night or Friday morning. I'm like, cool, no problem. I hit uh, the highway, drive out, kind of get a little late, sun started setting. I don't like driving at night. You miss a lot of uh, beautiful stuff, kudos on the road. It, things go wrong at night. Like in the bar industry, we always say, you know, everything goes wrong after 12. And I think in the overlanding, anything after the sun sets, you're, you're starting to play with danger. You can't see stuff, you don't know. It's just a bad time and it's also very rude to arrive at somebody's house after dark it's like a bit of a south african thing just arrive just before the sun set cool you can have a sun but after this, you're interrupting in my opinion uh and some guys that have told me that as well and yelled at me and then gave me a lot of straf drunkies but anyway uh that's a different story so prince albert road he hit a ride Stayed at the prince albert uh, hotel very nice accommodating Sit in a big eating hall, white table service, just by myself. <laughs> I have my little, I have my little filon. Uh, what steak? Milan. What? Filet mignon. Um, and my little glass of red wine. Cool. No problem. Next day, I was like, that's probably a stupid idea, but back Pass, it's right here. You can't, you can't miss it. So I'm like, give. Drive up, stop a couple of places, take a nice little photos, got a little GoPro videos, and the, it's Sweitzer Pass is such an amazing. Well, there's, that whole range is beautiful, but right at the tip, the world changes. You're in this desert, dry. They haven't had rain in Prince Albert for like whatever, and you get over the hill and it's just wet, and you're dealing with the gravel all the way up, and then you just mud all the way down. It was awesome. This is like proper sludge, mud, clay road. And I'm playing with sand mode and crawl mode and camera mode. <laughs> like, I'm just having the most fun because I'm like, let's see if this car can slide. And it just doesn't. Like, yes, our cars and diff locks and all that stuff will handle it. But this car was just effortless. You just, me, me, me. You're like, try. I'm like, accelerate in the corner on the mud. And the car's just like, Ugh. nope. Don't do that. I'm like, okay, sorry. <laughs>
2: and had you gone to the stock stock back to the stock tires at this stage, or were you slow? No, the, I'm
1: still now. I am on the Dura track with tracks. the mud, so they, they're handling much better. The, the mud much an, better. It's a semi-aggressive. Uh, it is. Trade yeah, yeah. On, yeah. I would say it's uh, uh, all sorry. terrain, if not a mud terrain, for that. Yeah. dimension of tire okay. for sure yeah
2: because i also think that that check is also quite good in snow apparently just it's
1: incredibly good in snow yeah. and I, I only realized I that, that, that because, because the of useless really research that i was doing while yeah. waiting for uh, a new tire okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. um I, was, I actually drove down halfway found a place to turn around and turned up a, well hopefully defender doesn't listen to this no i'm kidding I had to drive back up again to to see because I mean, on motorbikes, it's 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 almost easier to go up on mud than down. In a way, you you have a little bit more play. You're not sliding down, so you could play a little bit more up. So I I, I went up and I'm playing in the mud and trying to get some some you know nice on the side of the yeah splashes on the side and some videos and stuff and checking the cameras and it's actually quite funny because the the mud. It's got a 360 view, and I can't explain it 100%. So it's a top view of the car, and then all the cameras are around. And then at the back, it's obviously got its camera, and when you go through mud, the camera gets kind of filled with mud, so it just goes brown. But in the view, it just looks like a car shat itself. It just looks like it's driving, just shitting itself in the back. <laughs> it's it's. So, anyway, having fun in the mud, get down. Uh, I kind of left uh, gravel road all the way to Willemore, Met some cool bikers in Willemore, told them there's mud. They were looking for mud. I'm like, up that road. That's the fucking road. And it, the, the car handled great. Blah, blah, blah. Meander all the way to Grafenet. Get to Grafenet. Got a couple of buddies there. Stayed at uh, Turbur. He does this Africanus um, rum that we have here. Um, get to him. Um, And I get a call from Land Rover, because now it's Thursday night, and I'm like, is the tires going to be there tomorrow morning? Is it there already? And they're like, it never got packed in the shipment. It's not coming. So I'm like, okay. So I just drove 800 kilometers to kind of (laughs) on tar, To get here on a safe route and now i don't have the tires now what can i do i'm going to have a puncture at some point or i might have a puncture so i'm like this is bullshit man
0: i could have just given you a jaguar xf or something
1: <laughs> exactly yeah yeah no i mean at this point i could have been driving any car but so i'm not getting to explore the car and once again it's not the car's problem at this moment it's tire problem um and that is in my just the tips how important tires are um and rim sizes so anyway half I uh, meet my buddies, have another good night of drinking <laughs> um, on Thursday. Next day, I wake up, and the guys from Land Rover eventually spoke to my friend or acquaintance in Grafenet, Campbell, that was going to accept the tires and put it on. And he's like, no, I found two tires in PE. He sent a bucky. I don't even know about this. He said to Bucky, bucky on his own. Um, buys uh, what? Hmm, so Campbell sends this bucky without me knowing, goes to pick up the two tires, drives it back. It's going to be there on Saturday morning. They're going to install it. Cool, have a braai, uh, meet a, uh, with a couple of mates next morning in Tire Mart, change the tire, and I'm off. Now I've got two extra tires, two spares, I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, drive up to our farm and I'll, I know my farm really well so I've driven it like I said with all the other vehicles so I'm going to have to ma- miss uh, Bobby Aunt, and all this stuff but at least I have the farm so I've got off roading, a little bit of mud, a little bit there, a bit of rain came so it's awesome and the, once again the car just performs it's awesome just do a little bit of 4x4ing get home and I'm like cool I'm going to start a fire, have a great time and uh, the crew doesn't like rain. They don't know this thing called rain. One drop of water falls and the power goes out. So I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like at the house, power's out for the night. So no food, no this, whatever. Crack a couple of beers, pass up. Tomorrow's going to be the day. Jump in the car and I do the farm. And I, I, I honestly was amazed by the performance. It's, it's But once again, it's not... A Baja, you know, or a Campbell Trophy or whatever. It's a SUV. It's a luxury vehicle. It's got a great sound system. The heated seats. You can manipulate anything. And it handles. Because... And its clearance is amazing because it's got the independent suspension with the air suspension. It's got massive clearance compared to any of our vehicles. Uh, So anyway, drive through the farm, have a great time. Take it down to uh, Craddock where my friends uh, are that has the... Craddock 4x4 that I went last weekend. So obviously stopped it on his street and he asked me to move it to another street because he doesn't want a new defender (laughs) parked in front of his house. He's like, no, man, my neighbors, please, bro. (laughs) So anyway, had a little uh, chat there with them and I hit the road from Craddock to Pearson. It's a really nice, just back route past and it just starts cracking in rain, but like seriously pouring in rain. And that's when the small stuff, like a nice windshield, I mean, a oh, windshield wiper. It actually helps. Like, I mean, the Defender, Toyota Land Cruiser, Mercedes G-Wagon, they're just absolute shit. <laughs> they just are, but they work, and they won't break, and when they break, it won't cost too much to fix, but it, Cruising through the rain, having such a lack of time, cruising through puddles, stopping, taking photos of rainbows and water and white horses. And it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I'm, like this, it's the cars pushing me in a soft road or course by not having the tires and then timing and this and that. And you eventually end up on these beautiful roads, which you can do in, in a two by, two, two by four. So, anyway, drive through there. I'm going to camp that night. About to get to the campsite just outside of Pearson, and hear the actual—I've—I've n- I've never seen it rain like this in my whole life in the Karoo. It—it's. I think we got 60 millimeters in the first like three hours. Sure. It was nuts, and I was like, I'm not camping in this. So I'm not. Like I like suffering and I like camping, but this setting up here is—and not a rooftop tent. I've got a. It's just not going to happen. So, I bail through to of Vest. Beaufort- because I know that that's a kind of a middle town. They'll have things open at 10, 12, where you can still check in a B&B, drive in, get into a and b The Tani has a little coffee for me ready, because she knows I'm coming. Coffee in Omar Rusks, and I'm like, and we chat, park that night. And the next day I'm like, okay, cool. I need to do at least a little bit more off-roading, because now I've done, you know, what's that, 200, 300 kilometers on tar. It's like pretty boring. I'm just, I've been on tar and sit all the time. I'm like, no, I'm going to take the boat to Freisenberg, which is really nice. Freisenberg, and then you go to Southernland, and uh, you dip down back to the end. One, before you get to Fontaine. you take a right, and then you go down to Sierras, right? So There's the t- old t- Tanque, eh? Yeah, so yeah. just on the edge of the yeah. Tanque, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, sick. Hit the Freisenberg road, um, and that 60 miles that dropped out in Pearson, dropped there as well. And every wash is just washed out, but the road like just disappears, and you kind of have to go. Oh, there it is. Off road, lift suspension, drive through. Go, corrugation, 120, no problem. Off road, go again. And uh, anyway, get to Sutherland. Well, actually, I met a couple of guys on the road, which is cool. Like the guys riding on their bicycles with mud, and we like chatted, and they're like. What, what? the car is here? What car is this? And we're like chatting, and like once again, the one guy was also like, "Did they do something different to the car?" Like, because he knows the old defender, and this is the new defender, but he doesn't see them often, so he's like, "It looks a little different." I'm like, "It's a lot different, my friend." <laughs> Open the thing. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh man, I actually have a video of that. Open the car, and I show them the rear view mirror. That's a camera. And like the reverse cameras and stuff, and he's just like, This is witchcraft. <laughs> Straight up witchcraft. He's just like, walks around the car, but he wants to see himself on the camera inside the car, but he can't because he's walking around the car. And it is just such a cool little experience, like sitting there and like, no, no, but you you stand here, let me walk around the car. And he's like, No way, how is this car? Is it from space? It was cool. So, anyway, Sutherland had a little lunch, coffee all the way back um and yeah Ceres hit the back home cut and break which is surprising right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah what a great car for that trip it's weird how the car pushed me in the routes that i needed to go it's like it is a soft rider we understand that Would
2: you consider it a soft rider
1: I think so, man. It's a it's got it, a two hundred and fifty thousand Rand bumper. Really? how oh, much? Two hundred and fifty thousand rand to replace the bumper. But but it's got four cameras in it and ten sensors and airbags sensors and stuff. So it has to be It's gotta meet gotta meet the safety standards it has as to, well. Yeah.
2: So in, in when you when you did take it off road, when you put it into something, let's say a little bit um challenging with moving the wheels around, what, what was the suspension travel like? Eyes. I mean articulation. I know. I know that because I haven't driven the yet. Mm. And on, is is it relying predominantly on electronics to actually counteract that, or is there any suspension travel in that in that um, independent suspension?
1: Yeah. So you can you you can choose your suspension levels. Uh, on if the you yeah the heights yep. right. So you but is you, there you... enough travel with it? Actually, the wheels going yes. down?
2: Was What is that sort of sort of?
1: Oh right, okay. You're saying within articulation. Talking about articulation. Are you saying it's actually pushing it into? So if you think about
2: like the G, or the or the the 70 series, or if you've got coil suspension with a solid axle, obviously getting a lot of travel, but with independent suspension, it's always a little bit limited. So I just wanted to know if you if you felt
1: that the wheels were sticking up in the air quite a lot when you were actually going through challenging terrain. I didn't find that really. Um, It's it's got a weird function that. So let's say I don't know how many moles. It can go to 100 moles. That's what you push it out. It's at 50. Like I said, I don't know the numbers. It''s usually at 50, or you know for your road, it's 30, then it goes to 50, and then you can choose 100. It actually still has another function where it has another certain amount of moles, only for a short period, which is a cool idea. If it old, all works. the older ranges had something like this Where well if you people. get bogged down proper. It'll push down. That it just has this extra 20 mils or it'll whatever pull, for push. a couple of seconds and it just goes, okay, yeah. pushes those articulation out and then it can get out. I haven't, I didn't experience <laughs> it, okay. but it definitely does push into the corners, okay. into the holes. The articulation is quite good. Okay. Um it takes a little bit to figure it out for the car remember it needs a couple of seconds because we're preparing maybe necessarily when we're driving we go okay cool like uh giovanni was saying look 200 meters in front of you so i'm driving and i'm going i need diff lock so i'm starting my central diff lock then i go to my back diff lock i'm going to hit it i'm going to go front diff. halfway through that take it off because i need to make a turn this and that this car is working it as it's going so as soon as it feels it it's going to kind of want to unlock well, it doesn't have a front diff lock, but so in it theory got, it would. It hasn't
2: got mechanical diff locks in the front. In in uh, middle accents. and back, yes. It, oh, it has. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, it has a little display it has
1: a little display where it tells you, you go on and off and so on it does and off, lock, which so is cool. So it's center and rear. That center and rear, but it doesn't okay. have front. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a limited slip or something in front. Under correction, I don't know. Yeah. But it it is figuring it out as it's going, which if you're driving a little bit faster than you want, or if you really need to get through something, especially mud where you need momentum and pace, it might figure it out a bit too late for you. But it's split seconds.
2: But you could But it would be
1: better to go in front.
2: You could obviously alter that in the terrain response. and dialogue, You can, dialogue, yeah, dialogue. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if
1: you want to, you can go into rock rolling or mud rut, um, uh, put up the suspension, and then sort of lock it. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna try to figure a way around you. By the way, it has a bit of a weird system like that. It's like you put the suspension all the way up and in mud right road or whatever, mud 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 mode. But as soon as you start hitting over sixty or eighty kilometers okay. per hour, it's gonna say, uh, uh uh-uh, okay. don't. Okay. Which I would like. It's the same with our bikes, with the GSs. It should start with everything off, and you should put it on, not the other way around. Yeah. For our riders, but they don't build the bikes for adventure riders and actually four by four guys. They build it for the guys that would go to work and stuff like that. You know?
0: Two questions. You mentioned something about the price, which I believe is one million and sixty five thousand Rand or something. Mm, uh, I it's, think you're
1: a little off. Okay. I think it's one point five.
0: Oh, well, there's Defender 90. That, is yes. the, that will
1: be your standard before you start editing, oh, I right. think. Yeah, the base, so the, the model base, I, yeah. rode, I, I drove was 1.55, 1.555, 1. I think. Okay. Yeah.
0: How does that affect- Oh, right.
1: It's always bigger. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. No, no. So so we that don't that have a, the 90 in South Africa yet.
0: How does that affect your view of the car?
1: I think this is where the conversation should start.
0: Join us again for the fifth and final installment of our Defending the Defender series. A roundtable discussion featuring everyone at the bar talking about the new Land Rover Defender. Its pros, its cons, what it's for, what it's not for, who it's for, and who it's not for. Next episode will also include Just the Tip, featuring five tips from everyone around the table for 4x4 Adventurers.